0: Good evening and welcome to Plan Lehigh Valley. I am your host, Sally Hanlon, and once again, I would like to welcome our co-host, Becky Bradley, the Executive Director of the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, and Matt Aside, its Managing Editor. Tonight's program takes a look at development numbers for the first nine months of this year with a special focus on the unprecedented deluge of large development plans that just rolled in the first week of October. Even as home sales have significantly slowed, development plans are flooding in. We'll talk about what has just happened, why we think it may be happening now, and what it means for the future of the Lehigh Valley development. Once again, welcome, Becky and Matt. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Matt, let's start with you, and let's talk about... The development a lot of this show is about that what's different about what happened this last month
1: we've been having a relatively busy year uh that probably was on pace for being our second or third busiest since 2006. you know even though the federal reserve bank has raised rates 11 times in in less than two years And even though housing sales are dropped off nationwide, we still have a housing shortage and development proposals for residential and industrial have been pretty brisk all year. That's not different. The big difference is the number and the complexity of the large development projects that came in just last month. You know, the type of projects we're talking about are land uses of regional significance. So under our comprehensive plan, that's a special designation given to projects that have impacts that go well beyond the host community. Uh, You know, those get an added scrutiny, our planners uh, get together all the stakeholders, and the reviews, they go to, of all the projects, they go to the full commission for review. So we usually see, uh, you know, to give it some context, we usually see two or three of those a month. But in the first week of October, we got 18 wow Uh, it is the most we have ever seen in a single month they actually came in one week um it's like getting six months worth in, in just a week and on top of that municipalities have filed a flurry of major changes to their planning zoning and official maps regulations So you have this situation where developers seem to be racing to file their plans, while communities are racing to change their planning and zoning regulations. So it's really this flurry of activity that we have not really seen before, not all at once.
0: It almost sounds like they're sort of connected, like the white writings on the wall that, you know, things are changing in the municipalities. So development is, is, you know, getting uh, faster and want to get in there. Becky, what specifically came through the doors the first week of October?
2: Well, you know, it was it was a lot of things. Um first of all, we had uh, 14 out of 18 plans just for Northampton County and we've seen a really um, expansive amount of growth in Northampton County over the last several years. And this, you know, just underscores that growth. There, there's still a lot of growth in Lehigh County as well. Um, but we had a total square footage of 7.6 million square feet. Um, and that totals basically like 130, 132 football fields. Um, So that just gives you an idea. And a lot of it was for um, a group of developments in Upper Mount Bethel Township, which is a very rural township in the farthest northeastern corner of the Lehigh Valley. And it surrounds Portland Borough and is just uh, immediately adjacent to uh, Lower Mount Bethel Township and just east of uh, the Bangor, uh, East Bangor and Bangor. So it's really in that slate belt area. And we saw everything from Ultra Poly, you know, an existing business in the Lehigh Valley proposing a building, a recycling facility. Uh, we also saw um, no less than two handfuls of buildings in what's called River Point Logistics, and that's a series of properties that are um, along River Road near Route 611 and very close to the Delaware River Joint Toll Bridge uh, Commission-owned bridge over into New Jersey at Portland Borough. Um, One of those buildings for River Point Logistics is the largest proposed footprint building in the Lehigh Valley to date. And it's over 1.5 million square feet. Oh my goodness. Um, I know, and these buildings can go uh, over the height of a 10 story building as well. So there's potential for them to not only be very big from a footprint perspective, but also very, very tall. Um, So as you can well imagine, that's a massive change in a community that is largely rural um, with uh, really no uh, sewer, public sewer or water. And I want to pause on that. This is an extremely important point. When you have industrial, if you do not have public sewer and water, it becomes very difficult and generally impossible for manufacturing to occur there. And, you know, manufacturing is one of our key industrial segments in the Lehigh Valley and a very important one, one, you know, that we've had in the Valley since now really the 1700s. We've kind of founded on this idea of manufacturing. So when you don't have public sewer and water, you're essentially saying that you're going to have e-commerce, logistics, distribution buildings. And those all have very different uh, workforce profiles and very different transportation profiles. So the impacts um, are very different for those types of uses versus more traditional or even new high-tech manufacturing. So um, that's you know one of the big issues that we speak about as a commission literally every single month, but is you know, very poignant. Uh, here in October.
0: Well, this then speaks to I think, you know, you've had this kind of deluge of development plans. How do you meet deadlines? And, you know, how do you orchestrate this so that you can come to a conclusion in a, a reasonable period of time?
2: We only have 30 days on land developments without exception under the state law, which is the Pennsylvania Municipalities Planning Code that we work under. So no one waits uh, oh, boy. Uh, too long. Um, Yes, and if we the commission doesn't act, um, then it's deemed concurrence with the regional plan, which is both counties' comprehensive plan, but it's even more important than that. It's also our transportation plan for the region. So it's critically important, critically important that we meet those 30-day deadlines. So I'm one of the luckiest people, I I think, from a management perspective that could be, because I have the greatest... Group of people that I get to work with every day. Um, and we just shifted. I mean, you just have to shift when they come in the door. We're trying to add additional staff, but that requires additional resources sure. um, from both counties. And um, Lehigh County is working on, on getting us additional resources. Um, and um, there's been some conversation uh, with Northampton County, but I, I'm not sure where we're going to. With that.
0: Okay, so you had 18 uh, plans given to you the beginning of October. You've got 30 days to do it. Is this why you're working so hard to reform the municipality's planning code? Um,
2: really? actually. Uh, we're trying to uh, to um, work on amending the municipalities Planning Code with the Pennsylvania Legislature and specifically with State Representative Bob Freeman and State Representative um, Michael Schlossberg um, as, as leads on that. It goes through Representative Freeman's committee, his local government services committee in the Pennsylvania House. But really what we need to do there is make sure that our communities have better tools and more optional tools to address the growth that they experience. So if they want to support something, they have the ability to do that quickly and then to help those developments um, be successful as they come into the community quickly. And then also if there's something that really just does have a lot of adverse impacts, that they have some tools to be able to mitigate those impacts a little bit better. Um, and, And really, I firmly believe that you should Get to an answer quickly when a land development comes into either your community, into the county, like it does here. People should not have to wait around, um, and they should have clear instructions um, of how you know they can get through that process uh, and and not be held up in any way. And that the local government has the same you know rights and responsibilities. And, and really, the way the state law is written right now, it's uh, all over the place, and primarily that's because that state law was written back in 1967, 1968, became, uh, you know, had the force of law in 1969. And so you can't even imagine, you know, the world that we live in now back in at that time. And so it's a bit dusty. uh, And it needs to have some spot updates in order to allow not only our region to successfully manage the challenges in front of it, but the entire state. And those challenges in other parts of the state are different than the challenges that we have here. So, you know, how do you do that? And, and just as a professional planner, uh, I'm committed to, to supporting our local elected officials uh, in, in what they need in order to make sure that not our only our region can function the way that it needs to and be as successful as possible as land developments come into play, as we're planning for utilities and infrastructure, other public facilities, trying to balance our needs and our quality of life, but that other parts of the can do the same as well.
0: Okay. Well, Becky, with your work on this reform and the fact that we're getting these many plans coming in, how close are our municipalities getting to having these tools?
2: Well, I mean, the truth is, is they're working with the tools that they have right now. Um, And they're even trying, you know, new ways to try to utilize existing tools. But there's, as Matt had mentioned earlier, there is this massive refinement of local laws oftentimes what we well what we were seeing up until recently is a lot of communities would just have a district that was like general industrial slash anything we don't know what to do with district and I mean i I say that kind of jokingly because you have to kid on the square on 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 these things because you you see it. A little too often. Um, And so, you know, we've been working to try to help our local governments update their comprehensive plans, which is the general or the umbrella direction for their community, and then to refine those ordinances so they have more specificity. So you don't have to... Accept a you know eight hundred thousand square feet warehouse in a location of your community that has no infrastructure to support it. Right. The truth is, is developers will go where they're allowed to go. Right. So if your codes are correct, you'll have those things occurring where they can best be supported, and then everyone is successful, including the business that's going into those facilities, Um, and that it will ultimately be able to pay for itself and not create undue burden on you know, the taxpayers, whether it's local roads, state-owned roads, county-owned bridges, the school district, so on and so forth. Emergency management services is one of the biggest issues in the region sure. right now, especially related to massive industrial growth, um, transit and getting transit and employees to where they need to be. So all of these challenges, um, and you set out that strategic direction through the comprehensive plan, and then you change your ordinances to meet that. So our local governments are doing that um, at a pace that we've never seen uh, before, but that's also partially because we've been out there in the communities Mm -hmm. putting together some of these initiatives, especially on comprehensive plans.
0: Sure, and I I understand that your plan also does cover sort of environmental impacts as well, which is something we really hadn't addressed prior, correct? Yes,
2: absolutely. Um, And when, you know, when you have the... Growth, right? Especially growth at the intensity and uh, the the pace that we have it here. There's going to be challenges to all resources, um, and we need to recognize that. Um, and our environment is, you know, a whole set of resources that. Um, is one of the things that defines the Lehigh Valley. It's part, it's one of the biggest, I would argue, the biggest part of the quality of life um, component that we all talk about. Though there are other pieces of that uh, com- that quality of life, like access to parks and mobility and, you know, access to healthcare and education and other things. Um, but really, that environmental impacts right now are being challenged. And I really look at the Lehigh Valley as this kind of beautiful balance between the natural and the built environment. But it has this immense and important and productive um, industrial heritage and industrial present. It's not just the past, it's also our present. And that's constantly evolving. So you kind of have these overarching things that come together that really make the identity of the Lehigh Valley. So obviously the industrial market is, you know, hopping. It's going, it's on the fast track, it's evolving and changing, and that's pretty exciting. But now we have to really, really, really work hard to elevate and to focus on that whole cadre of quality of life issues, and we're focusing heavily on the environment, especially climate action, uh, because that gets back to emergency management services and public health, safety and welfare and all of these things. So you should expect to hear some pretty cool stuff over the next several months of what we're planning for some of our transportation corridors that enhance our air quality and uh, water management and other things. It's a show
1: for another day.
2: It is, oh, yeah, it is. okay, Sorry. good. I, well, we'll I, look forward I, to that. I want to talk about it so much because I'm very excited about it. Um, but, you know, our agency is the one that really handles those quality of life issues as well as processing land development plans and providing municipal support and services and other things. I mean, we have this huge menu of things that the Pennsylvania Municipalities Planning Code and then the counties as well as the federal government assigned to us. And so, you know, it's really a a very exciting time uh, to be a planner, but it's also a very difficult time. And so you have to balance that energy in order to be uh, successful and to make sure that the community has quality, consistent information that's accurate so they can do the same. Yeah.
0: So Matt, would you say that this first nine months and October's uh, deluge that we've had is essentially about warehousing and industrial development? And is this heating up beyond Northampton County?
1: I, I would say yes and no to that. It's um, uh, you know it's, it is true that by the end of the year we're probably going to review a record amount of square footage of industrial development. You know, and and uh, we're we're on like an eight-year growth spurt of that. Uh And and especially warehouse. And this year will likely top all of those years, probably top the first seven. So there but developers are also proposing a lot of new housing. Uh, But the biggest jump is actually the thing that Becky referred to, which is the changes in communities changing their zoning and planning uh, regulations. We're on pace this year to actually more than double last year. And last year was a pretty busy year. You know, and this this is something uh, we're probably going to have the most changes in those zoning and planning and official maps that we've seen since the housing boom almost 20 years ago.
0: Oh, that's incredible. So, that's- yes.
1: I mean, there's a good chance that a lot of them are doing that because of all of the industrial explosion. But we really can't assume that. I think, the, you know, we, we know they're preparing for a changing development landscape. And and that is also a big thing, you know. We mentioned the eighteen lures. We also got seven communities changing their zoning, planning, and official maps. Generally, we get a couple of those a month. Those are also big reviews. When a planner has to review an entire comprehensive plan, that they're reading a couple of hundred-page book, <laughs> yeah. and they're reviewing it against the county's plan, and we got seven of those. Two. Full rewrites of comprehensive plans, but then there were some. There were some uh, zoning rewrites, some subdivision and land development ordinance rewrites, uh, another official map, an overlay district. Any other time, the overlay district we're talking about, which is the overlay district for for the Allentown State Hospital, mm-hmm. that would be like a big deal. That's pretty far down the list, or or certainly not. It doesn't stand out among the massive. Uh, amount of of square footage that we had in, in the first week of of this month. Yeah, like everything's important. Right? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. twenty five
2: important things. Right. here's it. Here's, a, here's a Even more. Um. The, this will. This is an interesting piece. The LVPc October meeting agenda's out. Committees. Um. You know. Have have met. Full commission. Um. Is meeting. We already have eight more local ordinance and plans to review for november (laughs) in the door and october hasn't even ended yet so you know we were really it's not slowing down is is basically what what i'm trying to say and in our local governments obviously are very busy i have a lot of thoughts on why we have so much industrial growth and i always follow the money Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very important. And, um, you know, I really do commend CBRE, who does a very, very good and accurate, in fact, one of the most accurate analysis of the industrial market every quarter. And so we watch those. Um, And really what um, they're reporting is that the vacancy rate in our region is very low. It's like 2.8% in um, Lehigh County and 8% in Northampton. County, and the asking rents are over $11 in both counties per square foot. Um, And that's per square foot per year. So we really are talking billions of dollars of real estate. Um, We're talking billions of dollars of investment, and we're talking about billions of dollars annually in return. Across the over 110 million square feet that exists in the Lehigh Valley today. Now, as additional square footage comes onto the market, that only adds to that. And so that really tells you, even in a relatively high interest rate market with you know construction loans, commercial loans at nine, even 10%, you know, you really are seeing a lot of building uh, still happening. Also, too, a lot of these major uh, national and international industrial developers don't necessarily uh, need that much financing either. So I think that's where you see some of the trend of uh, this region may not be like the others when talking about the economy overall and how things and why things get built in certain locations. So. I mean, I can keep going on that, but I think you get the idea that uh, the market is clearly here, whether people want it to be here or not is not the point. Um, you know, one one of the the major benefits, and when we, we talk to industrial developers, as well as end users and people who are operating these industrial facilities of why here, they're, you know, they're very clear about it. Um, the developers are very clear that it's actually easy to get through the subdivision and land development process and clearing entitlements, even if you need uh, state level approvals through the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection or the Pennsylvania Department of uh, Transportation, that it's much, much easier to build here than it is in neighboring New Jersey or even New York State. And so uh, also the taxes in Pennsylvania are lower. I mean, they're very open about Uh, how easy it is and how actually clear it is to go through the entitlement process of the land development process here. Um, They're clear about how the taxes are lower and that Pennsylvania is extremely business friendly. And they are also very clear about how close we are to
1: especially the port of New York and New Jersey. Yeah.
0: yeah. Especially in Northampton County. And also within, (laughs)
1: you know, one trucker's trip of 100 million consumers. Right. And we're in this overnight e-commerce economy. Yeah.
0: Now, and that I don't think, you know, I've been reading some things about retailers and what's going on in that industry. And I commerce is still going to, I think, pull ahead with a lot of consumers.
2: I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, who doesn't have Amazon Prime? <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> Be honest about it. Like I Instacart my groceries at this point. Why? Because it's, it actually saves me time um, and it saves me money. And when you're super <laughs> busy, um, it's pretty great when your groceries show up on your doorstep on a Saturday morning. Yeah, There are so many things that are changing in how we consume things and move things around. And we do need, whether we, we like it or not. We really do need uh, a healthy logistics industry in order to make sure that we can get the supplies we need. I think the pandemic really underscored that.
0: Yeah, well, it certainly advanced it a lot faster than I think it would have happened naturally. Yeah, because we all went to the computer and that's the only place we could go during those two years. So, yeah. Sure. You mentioned earlier, Becky, that you have to respond in 30 days when you get a development plan. When you get a municipality request to do the code changes, do you have a timeline that you've got to be responsive to as well?
2: Yes. Depending on what it is, it's 30 or 45 days.
0: Oh, my goodness. They're going to get an
2: answer <laughs> fast.
0: I can't believe and, You know, the – oh, sorry. That's all right. No, I just <laughs> can't believe the the sort of the pressure that your group is under with everything sort of coming and, as they said, tsunami at once that's incredible. it
2: really has been a tsunami cuz you 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 do make a point. we don't know what's coming in the door any given day. um and there's no exceptions you turn it around. Uh, again, it, it's back to my point. why does development happen here well because you get answers fast here. And it's, it's not because, you know, we're special or we're unicorns, even though it, it makes you feel good to say that sometimes, but it's because the state law requires that you move that quickly. And so you just have to respond. I mean, it, there, there are resource constraints for sure. Um, but at the, the end of the day, we have to meet those challenges. And, you know, from a management perspective, we're just doing everything that we can to make that happen. Um, but we do need more staff. And, and I think that's, um, been, uh, One of the things we've been trying to slowly grow, you know, a person or two so, you know, we can sustain those positions over the long haul. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. we do need um, additional county support to be able to navigate these challenges, not only in the short run, but in in the long run.
0: Matt, is there anything our listeners should be doing, can do to play a role to support what's needed here in the Valley? I mean, we hear a lot of people complaining about the truck traffic or, you know, the loss of some of our greenfields but what can they do on a positive end to be able to support the growth here in the valley
1: i think the best thing they can do is to stay informed and be involved you know what's happening in your community almost every community even the smallest ones have a website that has their agendas on it if you don't have internet uh, uh, access you can call the, the you know the township office and they will they will you can probably get on an email list to get the agenda every month you know, it's pretty easy to check the agenda of the planning commission and the zoning board and the and the, you know, supervisors or council and just be involved. And, and, you know, if you have time, go to a meeting and, and you know, tell them what you think. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> you that, know, give them your input and, in a reasonable uh in a reasonable manner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that sort of is difficult today when you when you think about things going on. A lot of volunteer organizations have trouble getting people out to do things or to volunteer. So that's, that's a, a big ask we need to make of our, our citizens is to support their local communities in this growing uh, world that we're having. So that, We that's, have a,
1: a municipal officials guide on our website where you can, you can go on there and you can see exactly who is running your community and, and how to contact them.
0: What's that website address, Matt?
1: Well, our overall website address is lvpc.org. And if anyone has any trouble, they can always email me or, or call me.
0: Okay. All right. And so, Becky, everything that you're experiencing now, and I know you're asking for staffing and you're trying to make things sustainable. Do you see this playing out as we go forward? Um, we've got like two minutes to talk about it. Is it an indication of anything or is it just a sort of an anomaly in what's going on?
1: I think
2: we need to be honest with ourselves that we're in a tremendous period of growth and that is not slowing down Um, and that we ultimately are in a tremendous period of change. Um, And the only way to manage that change appropriately is to really do that with fact based optimism um, and to really rely um, on each other. Um, and to do that in a professional way. And I think that's one of the things that LVPC tries uh, very hard every every day to do is to provide uh, that information that people need um, and to really provide a platform for us to collaborate and to coordinate um, and to, to make sure that everybody who needs to carry a bucket of water is carrying that bucket of water and that we're moving that forward together. It really is about partnerships between um you know the counties, regional agencies, um the state, federal governments, our local governments and our communities as a whole. Um and so everyone can make a difference. It's how and uh you can make that difference it is, is really it and what can you lend to making sure that this Lehigh Valley remains is amazing as it is today, um, as we really navigate challenges that we've never seen before, but I remain very positive about it um, because we have things that we haven't had in the past and we really are going from a medium-sized region to a large region and we're in the medium-large category right now. So as we become a large region, you know, moving towards a million people, um, we have to rethink um, and we have to evolve and so we can do that together.
0: Okay. And listeners, with that, we are ending our program. Thank you, Becky Bradley. Thank you, Matt Assad, for giving us this update on Plan Lehigh Valley. Thank you, Sally.
1: Thank you.